0: Hi my name is Chanel.
1: Hi everyone my name is Ashley.
0: Welcome to Soothing Her the podcast the transformative journey through the art of healing. Yes
1: yeah, so we're going to be tackling the many facets of healing, the power of resilience, sharing personal stories and welcoming expert insights. Truly this is Soothing Her the podcast. This is Soothing Her. Hello everyone, how are are you all doing? Welcome to episode two of our podcast, Soothing Her. This episode is titled, Everything is Working for the Greater Good, and I'm here with my girl Chanel. Hello, hello everyone. Good day. Good. (laughs) So we are talking about, you know, everything is working for the greater good. Uh, What does that mean? Everything,
0: I think for us, everything falling in alignment, despite the circumstances that has happened, we recognize the purpose of it and finding some way to incorporate that into our present lives and not let it hold us back. Because I know that when we talked about it, that's what it meant for us.
1: Mm -hmm. For me, I know that everything is working for the greater good. That is to me, like a summarized version of you know romans eight twenty eight you know, mm-hmm. and being that, as we're talking about a healing journey and and trusting that us going on this journey is essentially us doing that work, and that the more we continue to dive into it, the more we continue to accept God's presence in our lives. And the more we can continue to just invite him in and lean in him during this season, yeah. that eventually everything will, will turn out. Okay. Yeah.
0: Fight it. Yeah. That's the thing. We're so susceptible to wanting to fight the vision and the, the presence of God um, guiding our path in life.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So like talking about like healing, like with, you know, in this healing ser- in this healing journey with God, it's just, um, I know we mentioned in our prior episode that one of the healing journeys that we wanted to tackle was healing our relationship with God, yes. you know, <laughs> and we were, you were kind of just like, you know, what does that mean? Like, it's not something that people talk about right now. You talk about, yes, working on their spiritual walk and like working on their relationship with God, but not necessarily healing their relationship with God.
0: Because when you think of that in that respect, it's what did either party do when you think of a healing situation? Mm-hmm. And it's almost what did you do to God? What right. did God do to you? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so nothing, you know, so which, whichever party that we want to look at it, who is at fault? But it's right. not necessarily even that. It is how have I fallen short of not hearing him, not practicing his ways, not consciously thinking about him in my day-to-day activities my day-to-day life and decisions is how can i because i know for us there has been an early introduction from childhood of guarding our lives so for that presence and introduction so early on to where we are right now unseen that we probably don't even practice it as we did before or that relationship has transformed us Are we still in that pureness of when we were younger when we really thought of him and was in his presence
1: right i think for me like this i definitely wholeheartedly agree with that and it it doesn't mean necessarily who did what to what like what we're not pointing the fingers but Mm -hmm. i feel like oftentimes when things happen to us we do point the finger at god it's like the first person we and then we go into this mentality of like oh you know like god why me why why this and we start hating putting so much not i wouldn't say even so much but maybe even like just our, our channeling that our energy into some sort of like anger and like hatred and then we just start pointing the finger at him and saying like, you did this to me and you let this happen. You said you're supposed to be with me. You're supposed to love me. You're supposed to protect me. And you didn't protect me from this. We so, want someone
0: to blame. Yeah. We want, we, we, we want to punch him back in that situation.
1: Right, exactly. And I think a, starting with a healing journey, healing our relationship with God, I think is a great starting point because for me and i know we always talked about this and we have talked about this earlier it is a it's just where the root and the source of just the purpose of our lives what his will is for us and and how everything like even what we have been through all the pain and that we have been through the whatever we are essentially what triggered us to even go on a healing journey itself you know that still was according to his will to happen it was it it was
0: destined for our lives mm-hmm. it certainly was And then i was in that me- mentality of why me why is this happening mm-hmm. crying and just trying to figure out you know i've been the good person i have played the good soul mm-hmm. why but i suppose it's because he saw that i had done it and then he was like, well, I'm going to throw you one more battle. I'm <laughs> going to throw more. you two more battles because you've been able to handle a few before. So for me, for him to not forget me, I am grateful. Yeah.
1: I think it is so important. And that's why we believe that it, we should start here yes. again.
0: Where do we bring back self to center mm-hmm. and to that humble foundation
1: right and like what it means to really lean into him into this season what it really means to hear him
0: yeah yeah how do we open our hearts our minds because while we feel like we have it together and we are now more conscious that so much is happening and there is a purpose but knowing that yes there is a purpose do we take away what that purpose is from the fact that he gave us that purpose and not just focus on that and not the entirety of he is in this with us you know he's all part of this you know how does he continue to guide and strengthen us for whatever that purpose is
1: right and another reason why it's so we feel it's so important to start here because as you mentioned before you know we channel that angry we we use him as a punching bag we when something initially happens to us unfortunately and it's one of the types of i we believe like it's one of the types of healing journeys that is often neglected like why do you think it's that so is often. yeah
0: i think we humans have become i and i'm probably speaking for myself only yeah. selfish you yeah. know we've become so self-centered selfish um on our own accord, we feel like this just happened because we are here, we have life and this was given to us, but not really recognizing that this is a gift. We were chosen to see what we would do with this, you know, and, you know, because we have lived in such a way, maybe life has not affected us in some instances, like where we really put the presence of God and really said, well, this is happening to me for this reason and not just focusing on the mindset of, why me how is this happening how do i get answers how do i get out of this but just feel like well i've survived this it was on my own accord it was on my works it was on my good graces Mm -hmm. but we have to really think that somebody else was driving behind the wheel for that in the back seat somebody else was there with us somebody else was guiding our path and are we really recognizing that that higher power is god Mm -hmm. and for whomever religion who might be listening to this whatever. Their their higher spiritual guide, their higher power is whomever that is for them. Recognizing that they played a role in you know what we're trying to accomplish here, you know, or our divine purpose on this earth, or being in community with each other and loving and protecting instead of hurting and forsaking each other, and we just we cannot leave on our own, but. Will some people think of it as a way of masking? It perhaps could be as well. What do you think on that side? Like maybe somebody not wanting a relationship with God even thinking of him in that sense because they want to hide the pain away that that they don't know how to have a relationship with him.
1: That too, because either whatever caused, you know, healing journey to start or whatever triggered you, whatever traumatic event that, or significant event that happened in your life that you it really really like hit you <laughs> like it just came out of nowhere you know and i think so, whether or not some people feel like they it was their fault and so they feel a lot of shame behind it yeah. they feel as though it is they're doing like that was they they caused what happened or on the other side it happened and we were completely blindsided and we then start When we're blindsided and we don't know why this happened then we just immediately we mentioned earlier start pointing the fingers and start um channeling all this anger and hatred towards god but i also think it's often neglected to to start here because we can't see it Mm -hmm. and i think when people have a i know i in my early walk with god trying to get to know him more trying to learn more about him trying to lean into faith trying to lean into trusting him and everything it's so hard because we don't see it it's not something that we can yeah we can't measure it we can't it's not something we can touch or feel or use our five senses to um grasp and and understand and i think that's the difficult part of it is because we don't see it it's just like okay i'm trusting yeah (laughs) exactly like how do like i still feel like crap right (laughs)
0: Somebody giving you a thumbs up, you right. know, giving you like cheering you on with some pom-poms. Right. So you're questioning what is all of this for, you right. know, right? And then you go back to mm-hmm. where you were because mm-hmm. you feel like you didn't get the answers you're right. looking for. Yeah.
1: And I think it's so important to start here too, because it's, and, it, and one thing we want to mention is that, yes, it's often neglected starting here. But why it's so important is because yes, we may not see it, we may not be able to measure it, we may not be able to understand what's going on. No one's cheering us on, no one's we still may feel like crap, but then over time the more at least in my current healing journey, the more yes, I didn't I didn't even start here. I will be honest. I did not. I went straight into therapy and I was like, otherwise I'm going to go insane (laughs) because if I don't have someone telling me like what is going, I could talk to and get a response and that feedback and like vent and just chase, like say everything that's on my mind and all that. You're like, I don't know which direction this is
0: going. I don't know which direction, but that's exactly why we, and you have, incorporated for both of you because I didn't (laughs) could if you listen to episode one that was not my mindset but you know we come from respective cultures where we grew up in the church Mm -hmm. that was something fundamental for us and that has clearly shaped us coming back home like sheep's going back to their shepherd Mm -hmm. literally because yeah yeah, Yeah. right it's us It's like the prodigal son, however, Mm -hmm. in so many of the biblical ways it has been said is because we've had that foundation Mm -hmm. in so many ways. And you're so right. Even though we can't see, it does make it harder because you want to see, it's almost like a parent, you know, you want to see that person there cheering you on. You want to see some respect of that. But in healing and us really taking a focus on what that relationship is, is also to show us the level of discernment we can accomplish. If mm-hmm. we really open our heart yeah. and we open our mind, how can we hear the voice of God guiding mm-hmm. us and putting our path in alignment with His purpose for our lives? Right. And we hope that this is something
1: throughout the course of all of this we can accomplish together, I yeah. think. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. yeah. You mentioned like, yes, we did, we both grew up respectively cultural our our main fundamental part of our cultures, yes was growing up in the church so well, what was that like for you
0: it was good at first i treated it like a leisure sunday get dressed in your best sunday wear yeah.
1: you guys best sunday <laughs> yes oh. yes right
0: <laughs> <laughs> i know as a kid this is what you know right ash mm-hmm. they have you get dressed up because you are a kid you don't know anything much about you know that this is a day dedicated for god you go to church you have community with your elders in the church your family you have a great lunch and usually it's the best of the week because everybody's together everybody has time to relax and growing up that's that's what i knew so we would go to um, catholic church we attended catholic church for many years and at first it would be with my mom and then i don't know what happened to be quite honest my mom relinquished that um I would say no presence of, of continuing to go to church to um, one of her senior cousins. And we would all pile up in the vehicle, of the family, because she was a devout Catholic, and would all get into the vehicle. Mom sounds like my dad. Then it, have somebody else do that, <laughs> yeah, right? But you know. Exactly, right? Have somebody else do that work. Right. And then we'll go to church and we'd all fall in line in the pew. We'd listen to the Sunday Mass and then we would go out and we were happy that the vendors were outside of the church we would get cakes we would get ice cream and that was the joy of church on the sunday
1: i can't tell you how many times because i also grew up catholic as well and my dad's side of the family is very devout catholics like they still are they it is yes like that is that is something they truly believe in which of course nothing wrong with that but i just said that to say like i can't tell you how many times as a kid that i was like coffee and donuts yeah. After mass, <laughs> like that was all I heard. <laughs> you look that was a reward. I, hate I wow. ran to the kitchen for coffee because they didn't have that many donuts, and they only had like the glazed ones. Oh, so and so I you had, I had to, I had to I like, oh, they only had a few, a select flea of the the glazed donuts. But then I also like the maple one too. And so bell's like, okay, if I don't get the glazed <laughs> one, then I'll get the maple one. But then the like just being the first, I just wanted that donut, and then.
0: This gonna be my reward i was
1: good i got dressed up yeah and then after that it was our family tradition to go to ihop afterwards so we're just like like right at the time of you know it's towards the end of the mass when you've already taken your communion you're timing timing it i can go to the kitchen and get coffee and donuts and then we would just we I remember we were all sit in the pews and then we would just all lean into our like look at our dad and be like I hop yeah <laughs> <laughs> like nothing else transpired at it's church I hop oh my god <laughs> kids we will be. oh kids, I suppose. yeah
0: but so right it was that was the tradition going to church you know so young and then I in Dominica I come from a very celebratory culture we love to celebrate things and one of them is our celebration of carnival which is mm-hmm. so funny celebration of mass mm-hmm. oh my goodness that just made sense in my head right now match Sunday mass carnival mass anyway a whole different story <laughs> but we when I decided okay I was older and I would go to church on Sunday and then we would have carnival on Monday Tuesday Wednesday and the same people who were, in church on sunday and sometimes in the choir i now in the carnival band dancing with shorts in carnival costume and i was like okay as i got older clearly there was more awareness and i started to ask myself you know as a leader in the church and i don't want to be the one that hands the hammer of judgment i it's not that at all but for me was like if you're in the church and you're going to carnival and you are here reveling i don't know if a church cannot keep me so structured and cannot hold me accountable i don't want to be part of that institution Mm -hmm. so i left when i was much older and i started going to a separate church i was the only one in at home dressing up and I don't remember if I would go to Carnival after this, but for years I did not go, to, I did not attend Carnival. Wow. And I would every Sunday in my long sleeve shirt, my long skirt or my long dress, I would get up and I would walk yeah, there. How many minutes? Yeah, I would mm-hmm. walk the many? making
1: m- sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really? I'm just like, oh.
0: It's making sense now. Oh my goodness. Oh. That's what you see right now. Oh yeah. gosh. I love it. It's classy though. okay Okay. I guess some of that stuck with me some of that stayed okay all right then We'll we'll delve in that so I would just look for something greater and I wanted that and for years that meant that I was the only one going to church in the house my dad is a Rasta man so he from very early on like I knew he taught us to read the Bible. He would always instruct us throughout the Bible, like bring different scriptures for us to study, which I valued so much growing up. So even while we're in Catholic church, he in practicing his Rastafarianism would certainly always bring the Bible and he practiced it and all of that stuff there. So we had that keeping, keeping us going together as a family. But then once I separated from the Catholic church and I started going on my own, that continued, I developed a really stronger bond with, with God. And even through all that um, in between, we had all the family members who were Seventh-day Adventists and they would have these amazing crusades. And I remember going a few times with one of my um, cousins, a few of our cousins. And I know two particular times stood out in my head for sure. And it was just, I was a complete surrender of the spirit. I just felt so overwhelmed, so overcome by something. And I was like, whoever that man is like, I want him in my life. I want him. I remember the very first time was probably six or seven. Cause I remember being so small and looking up at the stage and the platform out there, it was a gospel singer performing that night. And I was just looking up and I was just such in awe of how I was feeling. And I remember looking up to the heavens and feeling like a chill go over my body. And I was like, I want that. And then I think the second time it happened, I was 13. So there has always been times. Where he has kind of pulled me back, like he has brought me back home to him, and you know, as I got older, he was preparing me for something. He was yeah. preparing me for something for sure. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Wow. What did that look like for you? So, besides the donut, besides you waiting for the glazed donuts, what happened? I hope after that. <laughs> what oh was that for God. you like?
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Thank what you did you take funny. from it? It's I know. Sorry, I just brought back so many funny flashbacks, um, but Keep so, <laughs> <here>. <laughs> oh gosh, so yes, as I mentioned earlier, I too had a very Catholic child, like was brought up in the Catholic church. Um, my family is Nigerian. My Both of my parents were born and raised in Nigeria and they immigrated here and me and my four other siblings because I'm a family, family of five, so me included, but all together we're seven. We are. I mean, my siblings were born and raised here. So, my mom, when she got married to my dad, she beforehand was Anglican. Anglican. Mhm. She was Anglican, and I remember. I just. I remember we had a conversation about it the other day, and my mom was like, "Her mom told her. So, my grandma told her it was either you're Anglican or you're Catholic. There's no other religion. Yeah. And so, it wasn't a big deal for my mom when she um, converted over to yeah. Catholicism. But my dad's side of the family, I remember they were not all catholic yeah. and they were not happy the fact that she was not catholic so that was something that was, no, that was really something strong to mm-hmm. on. yeah for her i guess and i mean my dad was like okay you know cuz you knew that's what it is when you're one person's not catholic and the other person is you one or the other have to convert oh, you know and usually in our culture it's the woman that follows the man I can imagine. so um, my mom made a decision to convert to catholicism and but then even growing up, it's, like, I could tell that, yes, she did it for, to because she yeah. married my dad, but, I don't know, you know when you just consent sense, like, someone's just heart just isn't yeah. in it, oh. and, like, growing up, it's, like, no, like, she wasn't, you know, she was definitely, we all went to church as a yeah. family, just like you, we, the one thing I love about the Catholic Church is you don't gotta dress up, you can come as you are, I could wear, like, I mean, growing up like, as a kid, yeah. I did not do this, obviously, because my parents wanted us to dress yeah. Just proper, just this da da da, da. Yeah, and I'm just, just like, oh my god. <laughs> you're best, Ash. Yeah, but I was just so annoyed. I'm just like, everyone else is in <laughs> jeans and a t-shirt. Like, can I just, can I just true. be chill? Like, is what is true. this? Are we coming to church to show off? Like, <laughs> what is going on here? Um, but yeah, we we all dressed up. Well, had to dress properly and all this, and went to church. But for us, it, just like you, it really felt like a routine. Yeah. Because, you know, we had so much, as everyone does, they go through problems in family and, you know, you have issues, like, just, you know, normal conflict and all that. Parents arguing as a kid and you're just growing up seeing that and you're just like, okay, we're going to church. And as a kid, like, I paid attention to what the pastor was saying. Yes, I was focused on the donuts, Mm -hmm. but I paid attention too. I did. Yeah, for the most part. For the most part. I I was like, okay. And we went through, especially going through the, um, you know, we went through Holy Communion, run through the classes Went the even before that when there's a time when I think it's like right before offering or as the gifts are being presented like all the kids go up and then they sing and they pray over us and we go separate into our own classes and like continue learning our own separate like learning that's what they had like and I grew up in um, Vancouver Washington so like that's what happened at the Catholic Church there um and then we would come back when it was time to get communion but we would obviously cross our arms if we weren't we didn't Um, go through that process yet so then went through holy communion did all that and then went through confirmation and that's when I really started learning more and I didn't I mean it was great like that's when I think for me I started paying more attention was going through confirmation and I just remember like the father saying to me when I was going up with my sponsor saying like you just have this light around you this like you're just like a ball of light Every, like, it's just I just see all this light around you and everything. And I was just like, you know, you felt good. Like, okay, this is what I'm... It's
0: validating.
1: What it was validating for me. Doing. But then I continued that, growing on to college. And thankfully, I went to Washington State University in Pullman, go Cougs, mm-hmm. um, and there was a Catholic church. I remember I stayed at this one dorm um, on Greek row and there was like a Catholic church, like right walking distance. And they had, so I just like was going to church on a regular basis um throughout my freshman and sophomore year of college and then things changed as soon as I joined a gospel choir. Yeah. My How- sophomore year of college I think. And it was called God's Harmony. God's Harmony. Mm-hmm. And when I, I joined because I'm like I like to sing, like I like to dance, I like to do all that stuff. Like I love music and so I was like, oh yeah, I, I was in choir all throughout elementary school, middle school, high school, like choir, dance, all that stuff. I- When I joined God's Harmony in college, I was like, they ask you, go around, like, you know, why do you want to join as a new member? And I'm just like, well, I grew up Catholic and I didn't even know this, what praise and worship was. I was like, what is that? I'm used to singing hymns and psalms and everything's like... Calm, and there's a flute, and there's all this like piano, and yeah, like all this stuff. <laughs> it's like, what is gospel music? What is this? And then when I saw them sing, I'm like, whoa, I was like, this. And then I think that's when I kind of started having like that separation where I wanted to, I was feeling a calling to separate from the Catholic Church. I was still going to Catholic Church. And I was like, okay, I'm still going to go to Catholic Church, but then I'm going to, um, I love being a part of God's Harmony because. I just felt like when you mentioned the chills earlier, like singing that kind of music yeah. brought chills to me. And I couldn't even tell like um, sophomore year, you know, when you're in college, you're out here being wild and having fun and doing all that stuff. Right. I just saw a change in my behavior mm-hmm. and just my mindset, my heart posture, everything. As soon as I joined God's harmony, and even because being my parents are Catholic, we had um, events on campus, like mom's weekend and dad's weekend. And in mom's weekend, we put on a concert for them. And I remember inv- inviting, or even there's one time too where we even went to Portland as a as a choir because we had connections with another like gospel another church, another there. church there. And I invited my parents because Portland, right there, yeah. you know. Um, and my dad didn't come.
0: Oh, he did not Mm-mm. because it was a different because church. it was a
1: different church.
0: So he held on to his roots. He so did. Strongly. Mm-hmm. Even though, would you say he's pretty much yeah, he's still the same. Yeah. yeah. So if you found like a great church that you wanted to introduce him
1: to back home he probably would not come with sunday service with you
0: so. i wonder if my dad would
1: yeah so i i felt that i forgot to mention that like yes at a young age i was kind of starting to feel kind of drawn to separate anyways but i still continued, went through confirmation did all that still was going to catholic church in college still doing that in god's harmony but then as soon as i left college and i moved to san diego um for law school i was still going to catholic church but then i my mentor at the time took me to a baptist church for the, and i was just like oh, okay like i'll try it you know we're gonna get brunch afterwards so again my mind's still thinking about food <laughs> I was like, i'm like oh if i go and sit through this with you we're gonna get brunch afterwards <laughs> so i'm like okay cool um, but then I saw and I was just like the same feeling came up like when I was experienced like a, ch- a kid and then God's harmony and that and I'm just like missing. something's things. Mi- it just felt like something was missing. So that's I actually left the Catholic Church for the first time. Oh my and God. I think I was 23.
0: Like,
1: yeah, I did. I joined right the now. I joined the All Baptist there. Church. I even got rebaptized. Amazing. And I think for me, that was when my like walk with God started was yeah. when i got re-baptized in that baptist church again so the whole dead. fully dressed in white like yeah. dipping under yeah. i just i was going through like a rough time too during that time because i had just moved from a whole other state to come to california by myself no family here for law school everyone knows who has gone through law school the first year is just hell like it is horrible um, I was just going through so much stress and I didn't, I didn't take a break. Most people take a break between that. Mm-hmm. I didn't take a break. I went straight through. Yeah. So I'm over here still in my college mind going to law school. I'm like, this is not right. it's the same. It's Can't not. go out and party and go to class. It's not, I can study. Like it's just two different ways of thinking. You gotta give Somebody mm-hmm. has to And they mentioned that in class, but of course I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. College, <laughs> mind. college mindset college. still like, oh, I was fine. I did great in college. I'm, right. I'm a B student. What the, <laughs> the heck? I'm good. No, I was not a B student my first year of law school it humbled me oh my gosh but i just here. I'm, i know i'm here now i'm great i'm good now where we practice in law now it's great but but at the same time like because i was struggling my first year and i had a great mentor at the time she took me there and i just I just felt this urge to like yeah. make that yeah. change, reconnect, and I, he brought me back, and that's why I made the decision to get re-baptized. And I think that's when, because in the Catholic church, you get baptized when you were a baby. Mm-hmm. And it's, for me, yeah. I feel as though I would rather make that choice myself. Yeah, I agree. And I think at that age is when I made the choice to fully accept God in my life, and everything changed.
0: So one word you said stands out to me right now, you said, that's when I started, you didn't even say restarted. Mm-hmm. So that's when you really felt like I am choosing God. Yep. I'm choosing this yeah. path. How different, I know you said for years, you felt like something was pulling you away. This wasn't mm-hmm. it, this was, that wasn't it. But what exactly was it to say, this is, I'm starting. I'm not restarting. I'm not rebranding. Yeah. I am not, there's not a re before that. Mm-hmm.
1: I but I'm starting afresh. Why? Because I made the choice myself. Okay. Because I chose to surrender. Yeah. It wasn't my parents telling me what to do. Because I felt that growing up. I think that's what was pulling me away. It's because I just felt like this is what my dad wants me to do. So my, I mean, my mom was like, yeah, it's the, you know, just, right. it's your dad. <laughs> <laughs> <You're> <laughs> Whatever. A, a rebel like me in some sense. I um, was a whole rebel. There. Oh my <laughs> gosh. As soon as I left the house freshman year of college, I was like, peace out. Yeah. Like deuces. I'm deuces. I'm good. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Parents crying in the car. I'm gonna miss you. <laughs> I'm not. Bye. Goodbye. Break. Go do my thing. Can come home anytime I want to. Not gonna tell me what to do. Like I was so ready. But yeah, I Rebel. think and the reason why it's so important to me and I've like, been talking about. It, I'm getting like goosebumps because like I made that choice. Yeah. myself it was so important for me to right. make that choice myself. Like I i could think for myself for once mm-hmm. i don't have anyone in my ear no one forced me to get baptized like i just felt it in my spirit to re to make that where
0: mm-hmm. sure. when i i remember that day so vividly i was heading off to a summer school session in high school mm-hmm. when i came across um, a family that was in that second church pilgrim holiness church that i went to after i left the catholic church And I just remember feeling for years so great about that decision because just as you said, I chose it. Mm -hmm. It was something I wanted. And I was just so proud of that relationship and that community and that bond I was building. But then there was also a level of judgment I still felt like my catholic folks see me pass by their house yeah. with me going to church and was like um yes I'm going to a different church no I, and I just felt so caged in you know I was still going to church but I still felt so caged that I was scared of one person judging me because they could see me going to another church I was scared of my new church members judging me because I am not fully assimilated in their ways I'm still behaving like mm-hmm. I'm from a different church and from what you know they grew up in that church for years that's what they know so of course their decorum their manner reason is so different from mine in 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 the sense of how they dress you know mainly just how they dress and the things that they did they practice and i was just like i was still a bit torn between those two
1: worlds yeah i felt it too when i told my parents i got re-baptized they're like <gasps> right. what did you do do you know um, what you're doing what oh, did you do? Wow. Like, yes. what, what? what? No, they're just like, I hope you know what you're doing. And I'm like, right. I don't know what I'm doing. I just, <laughs> I just yeah. told you I got me baptized. Right. And the least you could say is, I mean, you know, it's just one of those things that's like, I just, and, and I didn't have anyone. It was just no family, yeah. just me and my mentor was there. And the people that were like, you know, bat, helping out with the ceremony and everything just that god, that's that that's where my started. walk with god yeah when we're taught like yeah. you know transitioning to like talking about our walk with god like that's that was where i started Fantastic. yeah and then from there it kept you know i was going there and then um as i was going there i met my ex mm-hmm. you know and then he was catholic and so i felt that again like yeah. tug of war so I was still going to the Baptist church and I was inviting I was like, Okay, you know, I can go to church with you. I was brought up Catholic, it's fine, like I don't mind, you know, and then I invited him to come to the Baptist church I was going to and then, you know, I could felt like he was see acted exactly like my dad. Like he just wasn't having it. Like and I was just like, I don't understand. Like I like I know it's two different ways of practicing, but we're all saying the same thing essentially. Ultimately, it's just this is where my heart feels. Yeah. But then, you know, as we were dating and stuff, we had conversations about it, you know, and I was fine going back because I always like to me, it felt like my heart posture at the time was if maybe that's just what I needed to reconnect back to God again okay. and fully accept in my life. But if this person is coming into my life who I thought was brought by God, you know, and if this person is leading me closer to God, yeah. then I'm going to follow that. Yeah. If you talk about a man leading right. as a leader, like if you are this and I'm in your eye and you I, I can see that you're, or I, so I thought you were draw, drawing me back to yeah. God, then okay, I'm going to follow that. Why so would, who would not follow yeah, that? You, you in an instant, mean, I was like, if you're leading me closer to God, I want to go where that is. Yeah, because so that was my decision. That's why.
0: so long to continue to serve God this is one step closer yeah why not
1: yeah so that was my heart posture then with that yeah and not like my previous relationship yeah Yeah. i know
0: sometimes it's and so many times in the bible god talks about the man being the head of the house Mm -hmm. and you know you were in the stage of building that that wifely tone in your Mm -hmm. life in essence you know subconsciously yes exactly because you wanted to see what he was going to do. I suppose without you maybe even thinking about it. This was a test to him to see how are you going to leave me? Yeah. How am I going to follow you? And without you even knowing you, right. we were following, you guys were falling right into the roles of what your purpose to each other was intended for.
1: Mm-hmm,
0: or yeah. your roles for each yeah. other was Your significance in each other's life was meant to be
1: yeah exactly and so but I kept praying about it I was like God is this is this the person like I'm like you know you know what I, I I separated from this like is this are you drawing me back is this what you want for my life like I just kept praying the whole entire time and I'm like the more it, we just kept going I was just like our relationship advanced and kept going to the next step and next step and I'm just like okay God I'm listening I'm, I'm here but I just made sure throughout like that my previous relationship just making sure that he was at least to me and the reason why I said that was like the start of my walk with God was because that was the point in my life where I said, you're number one in my life. Mm-hmm. And anything I do, it's... Your decision It's going to mm-hmm. be blessed by you. Yeah. Or at least I'm going to... I started forming that habit of coming to him first. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm.
0: So, are there areas you feel with saying that you had we had the tug of war with our relationships and our churches that we went to? Do you feel like there are areas that you need to heal from? Like, especially when you think of that relationship with God or walk with God?
1: I think yes, because I would like now to learn to hear him more and tune into like my intuition more and using more of that discernment.
0: I second that. And I
1: think in my healing journey now, um, because it did stem from that prior relationship, that did break me down really bad. I think if I had truly tapped into my intuition and my discernment that God was pushing me. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, Ash, maybe it was... Then Just again. how it
0: was supposed to be.
1: Then again, yeah, we talked about like it was all in alignment to bring me back yeah, to where we are now. So yeah, I know. Let me. I will say this. I knew you through that
0: time, yeah. before that time, mm-hmm. through that time, now, and I feel your resilience, your posture, your light is so much stronger and brighter past that. Mm-hmm. So. He was pulling you closer. It felt so, it like, felt like clo- <laughs> so close to the sun. It like it burned. Little, okay. It hurt.
1: Yeah. But he was pulling you closer to him. In a way. In a very strange yeah. way. He
0: has the strangest thing.
1: That's why he does say have a strange way of doing things. I'm like, all right. If, knew
0: <laughs> if you knew, right? If mm-hmm. you knew this would be the end of that
1: circumstance, would you have walked it? Mm-hmm. I always think about that. I'm just like, you know... Oh, I probably would not nah, actually, nah. But then he
0: will not show you the end result, right, you right, know. If right. we were seeing what that looked like, right. we'd be like, nah, uh-huh. I'm going back the other way. Right. I don't know what that is going to be ahead, yeah. but I know what was behind me. <laughs> I'm okay with <laughs> no, that. Okay. But you're so right. I'm so yeah. grateful that sometimes we ask the why me questions. But even though now, I would say that's one of the first questions that will come to my mind. Mm-hmm. But I immediately cast this aside because I know that he's taken me through so many situations and to brighter days that I'm like, okay, where's this going to take me? What's the lesson in that? What am I supposed to learn? And yeah, just as you said, what you feel like you need to heal from is I want to, I pray. And especially when I have big decisions to make, I know for sure that I will go to him and I will ask his guidance. Am I patient enough to wait to hear him?
1: Right. That's okay. None <laughs> of us they are are. I am not.
0: So I would certainly honest. like to have him show me how to be more patient in my... For you. Like healing yes.
1: areas you would like to heal. from. Yes.
0: Okay. Yes. I would like him to allow me, give me the patience to wait for his voice mm-hmm. to be clear to me and be so certain that I know it's him. I I want that combination, my patience Mm -hmm. and to be able to hear him clearly. I feel like I am, I'm not strong in that area for sure.
1: Another area I wanted to mention too for me is because I mentioned in the prior episode in the other, we want other healing journeys you want to heal from is like working on self-confidence and self-esteem. And for me, what my prior relationship has taught me and what I want to heal in my relationship with God now is seeking his validation okay. and knowing and leaning more into okay yes like i am made in his image and likeness and that's all i need right yeah yeah
0: that's, that's it. i know
1: because while we are feeling that well i'm here
0: mm-hmm. i'm doing this mm-hmm. but are we really being guided by what he's intending for us yeah. you know i just said meeting his image and his likeness
1: mm-hmm. and that's why I mean, we talked about like the why his presence in our healing journey is so important in healing our relationship with God. You know, you feel like, yes, why do you feel about, or how do you feel about like that, inviting his presence and overcoming this uncertainty that we have, being patient to wait for whatever our heart's desire is and trusting in him. That will take, that will take a lot
0: because I know for sure it will serve a great deal to be able to, hear him, Mm -hmm. to wait for him. I know that could build a strong, I feel that could build a stronger relationship with him and I because I'm letting him guide. I'm letting him lead the way for sure. And I want, I do want to be able to hear him more strongly. So by being more patient, by asking for his guidance, being more patient to hear it, I'm allowing his presence to be more strong in my life, to be more, to be more certain, because if I know, if I ask for something or if if something is happening, I'm asking for his guidance. I'm asking, is this the path that you want me to take? And based on how his response is for that, and I don't know, I can't even tell you what that would look like, you know, whether it is somebody that he's going to place in my life to, you know, reconfirm that this is what I'm supposed to do whether there's is a detour he'll place in front of me to have a circumstance come and, you know, guide me along that path on the second, on the second roundabout, however he might place that in my life. I want to know for sure that this is the reason, like I'm certain he is the one that's doing that for me. And it's not just a detour to take me away from that path. So by being able to listen to him, by being able to just wait to hear his voice, I know for sure that that will strengthen
1: that relationship with him that presence of him in my life. I agree and I I would like to say the same for myself as well in navigating and um, un- overcoming uncertainty, trusting God in this healing season and it is the exactly that. It is praying for being able to hear him. It is praying for that patience. It is praying for that d- discernment it is praying for telling myself that I made in his image and likeness and that and being confident in that and only seeking his validation for in my life and trusting in him in that there is a sense of peace there because we're like, okay, you know everything is working. You know that the more you do this, the more you type into this, yes, the even though you don't know, I mean there's a sense of peace in that because you're like, okay, I'm just trusting God, whatever it brings me, whatever, um, he has, you know, I know that I'll be okay and it's okay. So, but I want to ask you as we are coming to a close, as we are, how are you Chanel soothing her? And we talked about inviting God's presence in our lives, but how are you soothing her? And in what ways are you asking God to help you grow? That's, ponder on that for
0: a little while. I want to make sure I'm honest. Um, I know that there is a journey, you know, it's, it is a journey and that things are going to happen along the way with that. I want, no matter how I feel, I want to remain faithful to God. Mm -hmm. I want to remain faithful to the father. So, through the circumstances, whether I'm still asking why, how, come back to center. I want to always remember that He's always been there for me. I want to take better care of my soul. I want to let it be a place where He can live. I don't make it comfortable, so I want to spend more time in prayer. I and I have the Bible app on my phone, but we all do, right? <laughs> are we checking it right. it will pop up as a reminder <laughs> right. on like, yes, like, like, like oh, yes, I know. verse for the day yes we you know and i'll look at oh yes checking mental checking mm-hmm. for two seconds mm-hmm. but just give me more time um my bible from that um pilgrim holding the i still have it That's what I've been reading. yes yeah. fantastic yeah i i just touch it hold it it feels so good in my hand mm-hmm. with that intention on there so Find a daily scripture that I know during my week, the day before my, um, well, the day before, every day before I prepare for the next day and I'm focused on what my calendar looks like. But if I could also bring in the intention of when I think of what I want my day to look like, how do I incorporate God into that? How do I incorporate what I want it to look like with him guiding that? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So clearly praying more. You know, bring that more into focus, meditating some more, going out in nature and just thinking. My mind is so much clearer when I'm out walking, running, to just think and just find ways that I could probably reset and say, God, if I did not feel like connected with you today, how can I do that better like that. later on or tomorrow? So that's how I'm going to soothe. I'm going to spend more time in prayer. I'm going to try to take better care of my soul so that when he comes knocking, I can have a safe place for him.
1: All right. Yeah. So beautiful.
0: Thank you. Aww. Thank you. Ash, what about you? How are you going to soothe her this week?
1: I am also going to try to spend more time in prayer. I know for, I've developed a really good habit of praying in the morning. Nice. Um, yeah. And just, it doesn't even... Sometimes they're long, sometimes they're short. Sometimes i not even a prayer. Sometimes I'm just talking to God like this is how I feel. Um, And just (laughs) like, like, yeah, like this is just how I feel. But still thanking him for waking me up, even though, you know, on days I don't feel like getting out of bed. I'm just like, I don't feel, I didn't feel like getting out of bed today and going to work, but thank you for waking me up anyways. You know, I'm trying. You see that I'm trying. So, um, because healing is hard. There are days where you just are... Um, especially if you've experienced any trauma for any listeners out there that have, it's hard. You do feel this unexplainable, like just pain in your, you know, in your body that you're just like, some days you don't feel it, but most days you do. And it's like, it's really hard to show up for work, for your friends, for your, for your family, for yourself. Like just, just, the, it's just so simple, like getting up, but it's so hard. And so just remembering again, to thank him for waking me up anyways and giving me another day to try Amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that. yeah and to asking him to help me continue to grow in that and leaning more into having confidence in him yeah. he is my source of confidence he is my source of validation not social media not this like looking at myself in the mirror telling myself no matter how difficult it is I am beautiful I am made in his image and likeness until so, even if it's quiet or in my mind, but still saying it every day. Like, I was listening to a podcast the other day, I think it was called um, A Spicy Life. Oh, mm-hmm. have you? Spicy? Yeah. No, I'm not familiar, You're not familiar with it. It's no. really, it's by spicy, spicy Mari, and she is like a matchmaker, professional, um, professional matchmaker in like LA and like relationship expert and everything. I was listening to an episode of hers she did with, I can't remember the name of the guest she had, but. One of the things she said that her guest had was issues, struggle with self-confidence because she was burnt really bad as a kid and had this like scar across her chest. And she said that one of the things that um, she's been practicing to like help her gain and lean into that confidence was like looking at herself in the mirror. Mm -hmm. And she said, as long as the more you continue to do it, the more you'll find something that you like. And she just kept telling herself and looking at her scar saying like, I'm beautiful and just kept saying it over and over and over again. And so eventually she started to believe it. And people, she mentioned that nothing about her changed as she was doing it, but people started to notice Yeah, like yeah. you look better. You, you're glowing today. You're this. And that stuck with me. Yeah. That stuck with me. So yeah. that's how I'm going to be soothing her is Amen. like asking, doing that, leaning more into that, trying that practice myself. Yeah, And asking God to continue to help me grow in this season by again, inviting his presence more, just leaning into him, trusting Him, opening my heart back up, yeah.
0: You will love that.
1: Mm -hmm. that. Two girls on the journey to
0: heal, endure, and restore. So we want to ask you as well.
1: Yeah, everyone, how are you soothing her? How are you inviting God's presence in your life in your current healing journey? What areas would you like God to help you grow in this season? Again, thank you so much for listening on this episode. We love you all. Again, follow us on social media. We are on Instagram at soothingh.e.r. We are on Twitter, SoothingHer. And as we ask your question, please feel free to email us. We are soothingher at gmail.com. We would love to read how you're soothing her, how you're inviting God's presence, how you want God to help you grow. And we would love to, you know, read your stories and share them with us and continue this conversation. Connect with you. Listen to us on on
0: Spotify and Apple. Please leave us a comment. Subscribe as well. And as we grow this community, we hope that you continue to join us on this journey. Thank you so much. Until (laughs) next episode.
1: Until next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.